Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we hear tonight's story, Fibber and Molly would like you to listen to this. Folks, I'd venture to say that most of you know what real trouble, sickness, and accidents can bring a family, especially if it's Dad who gets ill or injured. Not only are medical expenses budget-breaking, but if Dad's salary check is cut off when he's unable to work, things can be rough and tough for the whole family. We're talking, of course, about the Prudential Insurance Company's new income protection and hospital and surgical expense plan. These new plans of Prudential's are outstanding in the field of sickness and accident insurance. They've got certain protective features few other plans have. So, friends, to get the facts on how you can meet the high cost of sickness and accidents for your family, we've got a folder we want you to have. It'll give you an idea how the Prudential can tailor sickness and accident plans to fit your family needs. Just write your name and address on a card with the word sickness and accident. And send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212. Newark, New Jersey. That's box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Do it today, huh? It's important for you and for your family. Mr. McGee is in the living room, sitting. Mrs. McGee is on the back porch, working. Suddenly she says, Oh, darn this thing anyhow. McGee! Oh, McGee. 14, 24, 39. Oh, there you are. McGee, the washing machine just quit. Please, Molly, I'm concentrating. Oh, I'm sorry. 24, 39, 57. Dearie, if that's our income tax return you're working on, I've got news for you. They just issued each of us a number at Alcatraz for tardiness. This is not our tax return. That was took care of a long time ago. This, my dear, is a new discovery. Boon to troubled mankind. This little booklet simplifies your whole life for a dime. How was that? It's a new thing I picked up at Kramer's Drugstore, a daily activity guide, according to advice from the stars. You know, you merely pick out the sign you were born under, you know, like from mine, for instance, is Tars the Bull. I didn't say anything. Oh. Well, then you look under your sign, and they got a bunch of code numbers, see? So you turn to page three here and decipher your secret message for the day, and you know whether to start a new business venture, throw your life savings into the market, or go back to bed. Oh, McGee, now really. Okay, okay, you can poo-poo if you want to. But I don't knock anything till I try it. And so far, this thing is coming out absolutely true. True? How can you tell whether it's... Well, now look. Now look at, look at number 14. Number 14, that's the word today, you see. Yeah. And number 24 is... is. 39 is good, and 65 is day. Today is a good day. Well... And so far, it has been a good day, hasn't it? I don't know. A little while ago, the vacuum cleaner jammed, and now the washing machine has quit again, so I... For me, I mean. Oh, for you. Yeah, well, we'll look your day up next. You're probably the one that should have stayed in bed. Now, as soon as I get through working out this thing of... Grocer boy! Bring your order, daughter. Okay, Mr. Oldtimer, just a minute. Yeah, you go ahead, Molly. I want to finish my forecast for today so I know what to do. McGee, please, put that silly thing away and come see if you can get my washing machine going again. I've got clothes in there, and they'll get ruined. Any of mine? No, but... See what I mean? 
Now, how can you call this chart silly when it said today is a good day for me and everything is working out exactly... Hi, as... daughter. Hi, Johnny. What your kids doing here in the living room? Living? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get himself here to leave some very important work he's undertaking and come and fix my washing machine. What's wrong with it? Looked to me like it was going real good just now when it come through the back porch. It was. Oh, a little noisy, of course. But if I had Johnny after me with a screwdriver as much as that washing machine has, <laughs> I'd get pretty noisy about it myself. Ah, there you are, kiddo. There's the signal that means it's shifted to final rinse. You better get out there and get ready. Oh, to... dear, if that lid flies open, it'll throw my clothes all over that floor. It's a good thing you came in and warned her, old-timer. She thought the machine stopped. Oh! Yeah, you see, I tried to fix it so that when the clothes are ready, the lid snaps open and they pop out in the clothes basket, but I never could get the blades twisted to quite the right angle, so the way it is now, if you're not right there when the thing I pops up... I caught them, McGee, I caught them. Everything except a high flight to left field. Good for you, kiddo. Now, if you'll excuse me, old-timer, I don't mean to rush off like this, but I got important work to finish up. Early as possible. So unless you've got a problem... Well, as a matter of fact, I have, Johnny. I wonder if you could lend me 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah. You see, me and my girlfriend, Bessie, we've been going together a long time. And, well, today is a very special day in our lives, son. We want to go out and celebrate. Yeah? What's you going to celebrate? Anniversary or something? Nope. Going to celebrate you lending me 20 bucks. <laughs> That makes it a very special day, Johnny. Called for real celebration. Oh, is that so? Well, I have some very sad news for you, Sonny. I can't lend you 20 bucks. I haven't even got 20 bucks. My gosh. Well, I guess I am kind of extravagant. We don't have to go dancing, too. I could just take her out to dinner. Sure. So, skip the nickels for the jukebox, Johnny. Just let me have 1950 and we'll call it square. Well, she's a heavy eater, Bessie is. Not like that skinny sister of hers. Look, I wouldn't lend you that much dough if I had it, which I haven't. All I got in the world is... Well, well here, look, look. Three bucks, you see. Oh, well, in that case, I'll have to make other arrangements. Good, you go do that. So, give me the three bucks, thanks. Hey, wait a minute. Why'd you grab my three bucks for? You said you were going to make other arrangements. I am. I'm going to take out her skinny sister instead. The light eater. <laughs> so long, Johnny. See you tomorrow. Why, that old flinskint. Back to Westful Vista in a minute. The June Ladies' Home Journal brings you a travel dream come true. The story of four American students who traveled 6,000 miles behind the Iron Curtain found out for themselves what the Russians looked like, talked about, believed in. The trip included not only Moscow, but Central Asia and Samarkand. This uncensored interview as Gay Humphrey and Ted Curran talk with journal editors is filled with surprises. The Russians asked questions like, Does America have jungles and people like Tarzan? Does Chiang Kai-shek really have a plantation in the South with Negro slaves? Why aren't Americans preparing for their revolution? And how would you answer a student from the University of Moscow who wanted to hear about the workers who are starving to death on Times Square? What do the Russians say about our high divorce rate and American lipsticks? Now you can read about a Russia not publicized in news reports. See how propaganda makes the Iron Curtain so strong. They Let Us Talk to the Russians is exclusive reading in the June Ladies' Home Journal, now at your newsstand. <laughs> Hey, Mom, 
Molly, you know that three bucks I lent the old-timer a few minutes ago? Yes. Turns out it was okay. Because listen to this. I just figured out the next two words on my daily activity chart, and what it says so far now, it says, Today is a good day to lend. <laughs> Imagine that. Are you still fooling with that silly thing? Still think it's silly, huh? Yes. Well, when I get this message completed and I do what it says, like maybe it says to go to a certain corner where I meet a short, dark stranger and he gives me money or something, we'll see who's silly. You go to a corner and meet a short, dark stranger and he gives you money? Oh, that'll be the day. It's usually the other way around. Oh, Molly, just because I once bought a combination potato peeler and safety razor from a man that doesn't work... A man like that doesn't have to work, as long as he keeps meeting short, dark strangers like you. Let's talk about something else, huh? In fact, let's not talk at all until I get my activity guide for today finished. The day is slipping by and... Would you get that, kiddo? And whoever it is, tell him I'm gone. You can say that again. Not only are you gone, men, but you're real gone. Coming, chum. Hold the chime. Give the bell a rest, guest. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. How are you, my dear? Little man home? Yes, he's in the den, doctor, but he's extremely busy, working on a most important mathematical matter. Awfully afraid I can't let you see him today, sir. Well, frankly, my dear, I never could see him. Just dropped by to ask him if it was true that he was given an award by the College of Economics. The College of Economics? Yes, because his head is a perfect example of the point of no return. I heard that smart remark, Fat, so I heard that. <laughs> I thought you were too busy to be interrupted, brain strainer. Look who's talking about heads. Ha! Did you know Doc was asked to be on TV, Molly? What? Yeah, they want him to be a guest on Medic because his head is shaped like a television screen. Oh, my God. That's very funny, Sonny. But there's an old saying you ought to remember. A man who lives in a glass head shouldn't throw insults. And if I ever saw a vacuum-packed glass top, you're the one that... Oh, (laughs) you too. You make me tired. If you'll excuse me, I have work to do. Look, Doc, you caught me at a kind of a bad time. I'm working out my daily activity guide for today, and every minute I wait... Activity guide? Yeah. You see here? I go according to these numbers under my astronomical sign here, and the secret message tells me what to do today. So far, it says, today is a good day to lend. Say anything about being a good day to borrow? Why? Because you may have to borrow a car for a couple of days. Somebody just belted the daylights out of yours out in front there. What? My car? Yep, small truck. Sideswiped it. Mashed your fender right down in the rear tire. What? That's why I stopped in to tell you about it. Oh, for the... Hey, Molly! Hey, Molly! Doggone the luck. Tried to get his license number, but he was Take away. Molly out there and show it to her, will you? I gotta finish this daily activity guide before it's too late. Oh, that's a waste I'm of... I'm not t- moving out of this house till I get this thing done. That ratted I could have probably avoided all this trouble if I had figured out this... Hey, Molly, where are you? I'm in the den. You know that Roman candle of yours fell off the ashtray? What, my cigar? And burnt a hole in the rug big enough to stick your head through, and I may just do it. Oh, for the love of my... Look, the cars. Thanks for telling us about the car, Doctor. Sure is a mess. Bye. That car looks bad, McGee. The whole rear fender is... McGee, what are you doing with your hat and coat on your lunchbox? I'm sorry to leave you like this, my dear, but I just finished working out my secret message, and I gotta get out of here. The sooner the quicker. What does it say? Well, it... My gosh, our bowling team works out tonight. I better take my bowling shoes with me. McGee, will you stop this nonsense? What does your chart say? Here, here, read it. Then you'll understand. But first tell me where my bowling shoes are. They're in the closet. But isn't this silly, letting a chart... Maybe, but I'm not taking any chances. I'm going to get my bowling shoes out of this closet. Not the hall closet, the one upstairs, McGee. Oh! 
was my fault, McGee. I should have gotten the shoes for you myself. No, Molly. It wasn't your fault. It was fate. Fate? Yeah. Here, read my activity schedule for today. Let's see. Today is a good day to lend your energies to outdoor activities. Get outside. Go sit in the park. Do anything, but above all, do not stay home. You see? Hmm. You know, they may have something there. Wait, and I'll go with you. Fibber and Molly will be right back. Monitor NBC Sunday, June 12th, and hear the big eight-hour-long preview of the newest of the new in radio listening called Monitor. It's radio's wonderful surprise show, where you might hear anything from a joke told by Bob Hope to a joke told by your next-door neighbor. A whole new world of sound and experience is at your fingertip when you listen to Monitor. In sound, you may hear the sound of a heartbeat or night talk on the ocean floor. In scope, you may be whisked from Paris to Persia to Pango Pango. In entertainment, you may hear a new Broadway show in rehearsal, a renowned baritone singing in his shower, hit songs before they become hits. Monitor is radio with a new concept. Be sure you hear the Monitor preview Sunday, June 12th. And then on Saturday, June 18th, Monitor starts its weekend-long broadcasting from Saturday morning to Sunday night. And in case you were wondering, Fibber McGee and Molly in the Great Gildersleeve will still be heard on Sundays. What time are you meeting the boys to bowl, McGee? Twenty minutes. Well, I hope you have better luck with your bowling than you had with everything else today. Oh, what a day. Yeah, you said it. I'm about due for a good night on that bowling alley, though. Due for a what? Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Be with us again tomorrow when McGee attempts to prove that Doc isn't as smart as a 12-year-old. This is John Wald bidding you good night. Remember to laugh with Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve tonight. That's the great Gildersleeve on the NBC Radio Network.